0: The Shell Games Podcast for the week of February 26th. This is episode number 95. And Shell Games is a lighthearted look at the games of today and the ones still on the shelf. I'm your host, John, and joining me this week is my fantastic co-host. Welcome back to the show, my friend, Chisula. That's me. What's up? <laughs> How you been? It's been uh <laughs> it's been a hot second since you were uh, last on the show. That's true. Uh, I've been busy? Is that what's been going on? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good, good enough excuse I guess
1: <laughs> yeah trying to um, get pre-approved for a mortgage and look for a place to live oh my god that's some
0: adult shit right there
1: <sighs> it is it's so stressful there's so many financial rules that you just, that you just don't learn about until you're trying to do something
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I hear you. that's just ugh. I'm, like, worrying about, like, oh, I gotta get all my stuff together for, like, income tax season and, like, yeah because I, I just started working with the campus publication, now all of a sudden, like, you know, in the past, like, my income was very much just, like, oh, you get this, you know, your your checks every week, or you get, like, a deposit every week, and now I'm just, like, oh, actually, I'm being paid by the work I'm doing and not necessarily a steady paycheck. It's, mm-hmm. like, kind of, like, I'm more a contractor, so I'm just, like, yeah. oh, shit, now I gotta worry about, like, are they are they taking tax off? I don't even think they are, so now I'm gonna have to, like, Oh, the government, a whole bunch of money, and, like... A nightmare. uh, Hashtag adulting, I believe uh, people like to say on the internet. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, so that all sucks. Um, But what doesn't suck is video games. Um, So, what have you been playing? What what have you been up to in your video game life?
1: I have been playing a classic. I've been playing uh, Super Mario on the Wii. What? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Super Mario World. I can't, is that what it's called?
0: It, like so the, that was like the newer one that they put out specifically for the Wii. Yeah, where you can play like with two like two to four players at the right. same time. Right. Where
1: in the, that just messes you up because it's much harder to play a level when there's other people like throwing you and
0: getting in your way and making the screen move forward. Is that new Super Mario Brothers Wii? I think so. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's the one that came out. I've been that playing out. that. Uh, a 2009 gem.
1: <laughs> yes. I've been playing that game on a Wii, not even yeah. on my Switch,
0: on yeah. a Wii. Wow. Um so so what what made you uh t- take that trip uh, down, you know, the nostalgia lane towards uh the good old Wii. <sighs> well, my girlfriend wanted to play. She's like, we should play
1: games together. I'm like, cool. Let's, <laughs> let's play something together. What do you what, what do you got? What are you into? Yeah. And so she's been destroying me in Super New Super oh, nice. She's so much better than me <laughs> than I. She's so much better at it than I am.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I remember um, being in Toronto visiting a friend. And she's just like, hey, let's play some, you like video games, let's play some Super Mario Brothers, because I fucking love that game. And she literally, like, this was only a couple years ago, she literally pulls out her Super Nintendo.
1: What? Classic. Hooks
0: hooks it up and, like, throws in the cart for Super Mario Brothers. (laughs) They're called cartridges. Yeah. And and so I'm like, I remember when I played that game, when it first came out, I would destroy it. I was a fucking beast at Super Mario Brothers, um, you know, for the Super Nintendo and here i am you know a couple decades later and she's just dunking on me she's just like <laughs> yeah. fucking demolishing these levels you know yeah. and and you know we've had a couple of uh adult beverages and she's just yeah just destroying me at this I, i'm like you know what it, i i cannot dis- discount the gaming experiences of other people because you know like mm-hmm. sure i might have moved away from certain genres or i'm just like oh no those games are for kids but like everyone enjoys them differently and and like there are definitely you people that you might think of as, like, quote, non-gamers or people who are a little bit more casual in the space that can just, like, yeah. fucking destroy you at Mario Brothers. Yeah, that's hilarious. It's just so floaty.
1: The controls are what drive me nuts. <laughs> I just feel like I'm slipping and sliding all over the place. There's just not pinpoint accuracy with the movement.
0: Yeah, it's not Super Meat Boy or something, right? No, like, what's that game?
1: Mark of the Ninja or... Mm. Uh, dead Cells, mm-hmm. that stuff is like precision. Like, I could jump on this point of a needle. Right. No problem. But this is like a two-foot platform, and I'm like, I don't know if I'll make it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Um, and that makes me wonder, like, do you think you're going to end up picking up the Super Mario game for the Switch? Because, you know, that's that's been the hotness for the last few months since, since its release. People love it. So... <sighs> I would say eventually, I will probably eventually get it, but I'm going to have to be in a
1: different... <laughs> how do I put this? Nintendo rarely re- uh, lowers the prices of their games, so it's not like I can wait for a sale and then pick it up. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to have to be like in a certain type of mood to be like, $80 is whatever to me. Yeah. And then just yeah. drop that.
0: Yeah. Maybe when you get a nice raise at work or something.
1: Yeah. Or maybe if I get my tax back. <laughs>
0: like, my income
1: tax back. Although, although I'm kind of like, because of this whole trying to get a mortgage thing, I have to like... Play around with that and see if I can use that as a down payments.
0: Mm. Yeah, being like we said earlier, being an adult sucks. So if you if you folks at home are, it are does. Not, not yet adults, uh, I apologize for all the cursing. Yeah, <laughs> but also, um, you know, don't don't take for granted those those years where you don't have to worry about all this other nonsense that we do. Telling you. So yeah, I was um, dabbling in a, in a couple of new games uh, over the last couple of weeks, but I. Recently went and checked out Subnautica, uh, so that is the sort of survival adventure game from the folks at Unknown Worlds. Uh, we talked about them in the news a couple of weeks back because there's you know some controversy with like uh, what uh, someone who had worked on the game, some things that they had said online, and they they ended up being let go by the company. Yeah. Um, but I tried Subnautica a couple years ago when it was still in early access, and I couldn't quite get into it. Uh, but I, I think it also didn't help that my friend and I were playing it at, at like our you know, 20 in our 24-hour charity livestream. Um, so yeah, we were,
1: that won't we help.
0: Yeah, so we were probably, like, wicked sleep-deprived and we're trying to play this, like, kind of slower, more chill uh, survival adventure game. Um, but from what I've played so far, I'm maybe, like, four or five into it, uh, four, four or five hours into it so far. Mm-hmm. It's really, really cool. Um, I dig just, like, the attention to detail and just, like, the resource gathering and the loop of trying to uh, find newer technologies and like the resources that you need to build those technologies. So it's just like, Oh, um, i found copper and what can I make out of copper? Oh, I use copper and like this weird mushroom thing and I can make a battery. And then once I have batteries, I can charge some of the, the equipment that I'm using. And then it's like, Oh, well I finally researched how to make this submersible thing. Okay. Well I need to make a power cell. So I need a couple batteries plus something else. And you have to like go and find the plans for that. um, So a lot of really cool exploration and discovery, and like you're on this alien planet with all this, you know, it's it's basically an ocean planet. Um, lots of cool, strange life, and just being someone who has done some scuba diving in the past, I I'm kind of a sucker for for those types of underwater adventures.
1: I'm looking it up right now because I'm like I don't know if I'm familiar with this game.
0: Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and you know, kind of like a lot of classic uh, survival games. You have your food meter and your water meter and of course you have this this um your oxygen meter as well because you can only spend so much time under the water before you have to surface or or what have you but again you can find other upgrades to like give yourself a larger oxygen tank or um allow yourself to, uh, more time at certain depths and it's it's really the, that loop is just super satisfying of like finding mm-hmm. new uh uh blueprints and and new technology to help you get to the resources that you need to make that next thing Um yeah. So yeah, it's it's really cool, really satisfying. I want to spend some more time with it, um, because I think you can get pretty deep. There's also a lot of like base building and stuff as well. Uh, yeah. I haven't really gotten to that yet, but um kind of excited to see um yeah, what what that game has in store and whether it'll kind of keep its uh keep its hooks firmly uh in place. Um but uh but yeah. So I've been enjoying that. And I don't know, outside of that, uh you've been playing anything else or or uh should we just jump into the news?
1: I've been watching uh, a playthrough of XCOM War of the Chosen just because
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> even when I'm not playing that game, I'm still kind of like, I, wanna, I love watching it. <laughs> yeah. I haven't played it in a while. I mm-hmm, should play same. it, though.
0: Yeah, I feel bad because I didn't get through War of the Chosen. Uh, I think I just ended up getting busy with school and I kind of stopped. Yeah. Um, but whose playthrough are you watching? Christopher Odd. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think you've talked about him on the show before.
1: I like him. Mm-hmm. I like He's got a very, <laughs> he doesn't swear, which is fine because you get demonetized if you swear on YouTube. So I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just enjoy his videos and he's Canadian, which I don't know, is a plus for me for some reason. Yeah. I just like it. I'd like to do what he's doing actually, if I'm going to be honest.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely feel guilty about not giving XCOM or the Chosen more time. I, I definitely need to go back to it at some point. Yeah. I love XCOM so much or something. Yeah. yeah. It's just so satisfying. It's difficult to. It's not difficult to play. Well, it's difficult to succeed. I think. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and then you all the mods you need to add if you want. I'd love that. Anyway, um, I've been playing Rocket League a Mm -hmm. lot. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Ted, when when I was on the podcast with Ted, he asked me what rank I was, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've never played a ranked match in my life. Mm -hmm. And then I decided to play some ranked matches, and it's so much better. Yeah. Because the skill levels are like matched better
2: Mm -hmm.
1: to you. And also, you can't just like leave a match. It's like, oh, someone scores a goal in the first 30 seconds. You can't just leave a match. You have to vote to forfeit. And both players on the team have to agree to forfeit. So people are more serious about the ranked matches. But then I also feel like I'm getting better because I'm playing with people who are better than me
2: Mm -hmm.
1: a lot. And so, I'm hitting a new, like, this Rocket League game just keeps giving. I haven't even looked at Binding of Isaac in <laughs> Lord knows how long. Yeah. So, it's like, if I have, if I have like, 15 minutes, I'm like, I can play two to three matches of Rocket League. Mm-hmm. So, I'm playing ranked matches, and I'm getting better, and I'm actually going to have to practice some moves. There's some moves that I, I'm like, I got to practice, because my recovery time is not good enough. Right. That's yeah. really
0: fun, um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like how different of experience you can have between unranked and ranked matches in a multiplayer yeah. game. Um, I find um, some games are kind of shitty about their unranked play. Like I noticed with Rainbow Six Siege that it'll draw people from like just all over the spectrum in terms of um, skill level. I, yeah. I'm not sure what metrics they use to match people in unranked matches, but sometimes it can feel like really imbalanced. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just all the more disheartening when you get like completely trashed by the other team and then you look and you're like oh someone was like platinum or like a high gold um on their team uh whereas with rank matchmaking at least it seems to be better about um placing you in the right skill bracket and like you said people take the games more seriously there's harsher punishments for like leaving in the middle of a match um so yeah people aren't as quick to sort of throw i guess right yeah. Um, granted from time to time you'll still come across people who are being toxic and, and what have you but um, uh, yeah it, it's it's definitely a different experience and makes you think about a game in a very very different way uh, I think it can also, it can also be frustrating um, because like if you're doing poorly or if you're not doing as well as you think you should be doing <laughs> that can kind of adversely affect your own attitude um, I don't know have you ever f- sort of experienced that in your Rocket League uh, ranked matches?
1: Oh yeah I get cussed out not often. I don't actually get cussed out that often. Now that I think about it, probably like one in every f- like twenty five matches, mm. I'll come across someone who's kind of toxic. Yeah, but it's not that. It's not that frequent. And even when it does happen, I find that even people on the other team are like, "Dude, calm down." Like, yeah, yeah. And then it'll be like three on because I play two v two, so it'll be three of
0: us telling the one person to be like, "Just calm the fuck down." Like, it's yeah. not that serious. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and it's interesting. Like, I, I understand like the catharsis of like something bad happens, and you want to blame someone. You want to like yell at someone on your team. You want to call them a piece of garbage or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Like, I understand the catharsis of acting that out and like being toxic, but I can't justify it because like it doesn't make anyone on your team play better. Like, if you, you yeah. if you want to win, that is like the absolute worst way to go about doing it. Because as soon as you call someone out on your team they're going to feel like shit they're Uh not going to play as well as they could like they know they fucked up they know they made a mistake you know like you like taking a huge dump on them is not going to make them play better like when i play siege with friends uh there have definitely been a couple times where like i've really fucked up like it's like all on me everyone else is dead it's me versus like the last (laughs) member on the other team it's like the match point to take the entire round and i fuck up like i i my aim is off or like i don't I, I, but, you know, like I said, I know I, I fucked up. I made a huge mistake. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I was too slow there or I, sh- I, I knew they were there. I just didn't translate that thought to my mouse and keyboard, yeah. you know, and you know what? Yeah, I fucked up. And, and then I'll have friends because in, in Siege, you can turn off the all chat. Like you still have voice chat, but you can turn off like the type chat. Uh-huh. So, that that happened to me once, and, like, I was just like, oh, yeah, I fucked up, I'm sorry, guys, and we were playing with some other people, and they were just, like, being super toxic to me, and I was just like, oh, okay, I'm gonna mute these folks, because, like, as soon as they started saying shit, like, oh, I can't believe you fucking missed that, learn it, like, use your mouse and aim, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, like, that's gonna make me play better. Um Yeah. So, yeah, it's just i mean we can talk about this all day but like i
1: know it's just i definitely had re- somewhat recently a person i was playing with who was so like i whiffed on a couple of easy shots yeah and he's just losing his mind It was actually <laughs> kind of funny like i couldn't stop laughing because he just kept on he kept on like typing he just kept <laughs> typing more and more stuff and it was actually kind of funny like he's being mean but he was creative in his meanness to the point where i'm like this is hilarious <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh geez yeah and uh, again like I, I really wish i i'm sure this, like this plagues developers of, of these of multiplayer games all the time but like how do you incentivize players to be better to each other and how how to cooperate right like yeah and again like a lot of the systems that are in place like reporting and muting and and what have you those are all reactive solutions they're not proactive solutions right it's like i yeah. can't prevent toxicity until someone is toxic to me and like i'm already tilted all of a sudden because they've yelled at me or or something like that right so how do you prevent that that type of behavior
1: yeah i don't really mind when people get mad at me when i'm playing it because i'm like sometimes i play great sometimes i have bad games it's like it's whatever even like steph curry has bad games like i don't care it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. the only time i get seriously angry is when uh, someone I'm playing with uses uh, racial or mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. sexist or like
0: sexual homophobic,
1: orientation, yeah. homophobic. Yeah, that's proper word, slurs. Yeah. When they start yeah. talking like that, I'm like, okay, now I'm out. But like, if yeah. they're just like, you suck, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, da-da-da-da-da. i am like, whatever.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not phased. And what's funny is um, the, the people that I'm playing Siege with, because they've been playing that game for so long and then they play at such a high level, like, mm-hmm. they don't care if they tank a game because someone is toxic. Like, yeah, the, the, I, I've definitely played with them sometimes. And they're just like, oh, this dude just used like a racial slur. Let's throw this game because fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely. And like, I, that's the first time I've like sort of encountered that where people are just like, hey, you know what? This game isn't so important that we can't like ruin this person's experience because they're like a sexist, like racist asshole. hmm. Granted, I don't necessarily condone, like, fighting fire with fire, (laughs) but um, it it, it can be somewhat, uh, again, sort of cathartic when, you know, someone is being, like, very toxic, very racist, very homophobic or whatever, and your team as a collective outnumbers them and they say, Mm -hmm. you know what, we're going to start this round and we're going to put a bullet in this guy's head. Like, so what? We're going we're gonna to be like 4v5 the rest of the round, or like we might yeah. get kicked for team killing?
2: Who cares? Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: What's the name of that game? Uh, whatever happened to The Division? Is that still a thing? Yeah, yeah. The Division is still there. Like, I, I'm not sure what it's, how big its community is, but Ubisoft still keeps putting out updates for it every now and then. Yeah. Huh. Um, why? I'm going to
1: look that up later. I don't know. I was just remembering just team play and people being toxic and mm. I don't know why. Just something you said triggered the division in my mind.
0: Oh, because there was that whole mechanic in multiplayer where you could like betray teams that you teamed up with, I yeah. think. Yeah. So you could get sick loot. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of sick loot, um, that was a terrible transition. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog is coming to theaters.
1: <laughs> sick, dog.
0: Sick. <laughs> I can't even believe that.
1: How do they keep squeezing juice out of this dry lemon (laughs) is out of like i have
0: no idea this sonic the hedgehog lemon yeah uh so a sonic film has been dated for november 2019 uh it's why
1: though
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i mean we've had news about the mario uh movie that's going to be upcoming um i think that was with the same team that did the minions movies uh, but Sonic is going to be produced in part by Sega and Paramount, and uh, it is also apparently going to be a live action and 3D animated movie, so I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I me- it, it sounds like uh, they've been trying to make a Sonic movie for a while. Uh, Sega announced something back in 2016, but that didn't end up panning out. Um, so it seems like this has been on the back burner for a while, so I don't know. Sonic movie, coming soon. I don't know why. What do you think about this? I think it's hilarious. I don't, Sonic must still be making money for them because they just
1: keep on bringing him out year after year to critical panning.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And yet, I don't know, does Sega have any other assets? Uh,
0: Maybe, I don't know. I just, I don't even care at this point. Like,
1: I know there there was that one
0: Sonic game that came out last year that people were actually kind of on board with. Uh, yeah but there's there also another Wasn't that title like made
1: by a fan
0: or something didn't they like commission a fan something like that yeah but there was also another another game that came out that year and everyone just fucking hated it um so weird so yeah like sonic will put out like a decent or sega will put out like a decent sonic title every now and then but um more often than not i think just the 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 quality of the game way is,
1: more often than not
0: yeah is, is is a little bit lackluster should we go see it <laughs> no, support the hedgehog. I, I <laughs> hashtag support the hedgehog. Um, no, but I think it's gonna make if it. I, gr- like
1: I mean. Okay, maybe we shouldn't go see it, but we should definitely watch it and do a podcast. I do. I would do that. Yeah, I was Bad about to video. say. I
0: was about to say. Like, I think it's going to be a great candidate for our new shelved flick series. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh man, but but talking about games that aren't hot trash. Anyway, so so the Dice Awards just happened, and that is that is very much the um the the, the conference itself. Dice is very much the game industry coming together uh, to talk about what worked, what didn't. Um talk about like where they want to see the industry going so so very like high level stuff, so this isn't like a fan uh show this isn't something for really advertising or big announcements or anything it's very much just like developers coming together and collaborating and talking together about their work and and where where the industry is gonna go, yeah, but, but along with that, they also have the uh the dice awards where they you know very much talk about like what was the best game of the year you know best. Um, direction and design and blah 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 blah. Um, and this more than any other awards show seems a little bit more meaningful to the industry because it is game developers that are voting on this it is not not fans, it's not like a panel of third party judges it is very much the devs themselves saying this is what we think the best game of the year was Um, and of course that was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild yeah, Zelda very much took home a, a lot of the big uh big awards uh at the Dice Awards. Happy to hear that. Uh outstanding achievement in game direction, uh achievement in game design. Uh there were some other uh, notable stuff uh on the uh on the list here. Um Mobile Game of the Year was Fire Emblem Heroes, Handheld Game of the Year, Metroid Samus Returns, um outstanding achievement in online play was PUBG. Uh strategy and simulation was Mario Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle. Uh RPG of XCOM the
1: Year. XCOM the Chosen. I can't believe it.
2: <laughs>
0: Mario uh, and RPG of the Year near Automata. Um, on and on and on. You, you can find the full list of uh of awards online. Uh Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition was of course Cuphead. Um art direction, Cuphead, and achievement in animation, Cuphead as well. Um so yeah, that, that was kind of cool. Again, just very much. The industry sort of recognizing what they think uh, the best stuff from last year was. So another game that has been getting quite a bit of buzz recently is Assassin's Creed Origins, um, Uh a a series that I kind of fell off of uh, over the last couple, um, you know, iterations. Yeah, iterations (laughs) of of that series. But uh, I've been hearing quite a a number of positive things about Origins. Uh, But one thing that Ubisoft did um, special with this uh, new game. Is that they recently released a discovery tour mode, mm-hmm. uh, which basically allowed you to go and visit certain sites in ancient Egypt uh, without the story, without any of the combat or, you know, the, the, the trappings of the game systems and just allowing you to sort of experience that world and, and the culture and the arts and all of the historical artifacts and, and that sort of thing. Um, and it sounds like Ubisoft worked sort of hand in hand with a number of educators and uh teachers to to sort of figure out how best to implement this and it, it sounds like it was pretty cool in terms of just like allowing players to go and experience you know these um these historical settings yeah um one interesting thing though is that it censors a lot of the statues that are present in ancient egypt so <laughs> In the main game, you'll see like the nudity of 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 the statues, the uh, the you know genitalia and the exposed breasts of certain gods or uh you know figures. Um, But in this this discovery tour mode, they cover that up with like seashells, (laughs) so it looks like some shit (laughs) out 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 of the Little Mermaid.
1: I didn't realize that you could see the genitalia and the nudity in the main game, but not in the Mm -hmm. whatever you call this mode. That's weird. I mean, if they covered it up in both modes, fine. Well, not really fine, but I get it. But only half? That's weird. Why? That's weird. I feel like the people who are going through this overview mode are more interested in seeing it
0: as is. So, it sounds like... um... I'll just pull a a quote from Ubisoft. So they said, Discovery Tour was created to offer the maximum amount of people from various ages and cultural backgrounds the ability to visit the long-lost world of ancient Egypt and learn about its history. We worked hand-in-hand with educators and academic institutions to tailor the content to be suited for every audience, including younger students, taking into account cultural sensitivities that can be different from one country to another. So like, okay, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. Um, and, you know, the, the main game itself is, is rated M for Mature because you're just straight up fucking murdering folks all the time. Um, but also, I kind of think that, hmm, I don't know, I'm kind of split on this. Like, like, what do you think about that That sort of censorship and, like, what? why Ubisoft said they did that?
1: I guess you could use this. I'm like, oh, you want to teach? Even then, I was going to say you could use it in a classroom, I guess, maybe. Because mm-hmm. I was talking to uh, a teacher recently. Are you familiar with smart boards?
0: No, I'm not.
1: So, smart boards are like, I guess, digital screens where they can have, like, you can play videos on there, you can write on them, you can show, like, oh, a virtual 3D dice and roll it, and the kids can come and touch. It's like a touch screen, but it's like a board. Oh, okay kind of thing. So I could see this being in that. Yeah. Something like this in that setting. And I guess you don't want them to see nipples or genitalia (laughs) because Yeah. I don't know. We're weird about sex in North America, but also in other parts of the world, I guess. Mm -hmm. Violence isn't as big of a deal as nudity, which is super weird sometimes.
0: But but at the same time, like I think this kind of detracts from Teaching people about classical art, you know, because a lot of art does contain nudity and, you know, depictions of the human body. And I know if my sister was here, she would she would think that this was a an affront <laughs> an affront to the the, the art of, of the time, you know? She'd um, be very, very infuriated. And it's it's somewhat puritanical to uh you know censor you know the, the nudity that that is on display with with these classical pieces and and again like more often than not when you're talking about this this type of artwork and these these statues and pillars and and what have you in these sculptures it's it's very much about it's less about the nudity and more about the art or like what, what went into the depiction of the characters and like what was happening at the time when, when those sculptures were um were crafted and i don't know like like you said, we're weird about sex in, yeah. in North America and in the West in general, where you know this this might even uh bleed over to our to our uh conversation later in the show about violence and how you know violence in popular movies and television and just in the media in general is normalized, whereas sexuality is not um mm-hmm. I don't know what what do you feel about that It's hard to say I just, I'm trying to think of a situation
1: where. Someone who's playing this game and is going through the discovery explorer mode and being like, "Oh no, a nipple! Save me! Save <laughs> yeah. me! Cover that up!" It's just—it seems ridiculous to me.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I can't remember who's the originator of this quote, but it's—it kind of, goes something along the lines of, "I can't define porn, but I know it when I see it."
0: Mm-hmm. I think that was like a legislator or like a judge or
1: something at, at one something point, something like that. Yeah. I just don't know who to attribute that quote to. So basically, I did read when, you, when I was reading this article about them covering up the statues with seashells and stuff. I hear, if I, if I remember correctly, the paintings aren't covered up.
0: Yeah, th- that's also true. It's like the sculptures are covered, but not the paintings. They brought more attention to this than
1: not covering it up would have done in the first place. Yeah, for to be sure. Honest.
0: For sure. Um- so uh, I mentioned that we're probably going to be talking a little bit about uh, video game violence this week, and and that comes sort of off of what's happened uh, in the world of politics um, over the last week or so. Uh, but of course, this comes from this is all sort of snowballed from the, the tragic shooting in Parkland, Florida, um, at a high school that left uh, seventeen people dead. Um, and of course, that was uh, a horrific tragedy, and is very much sparked this debate about gun violence in the u.s which seems to happen after every every one of these the conversation seems a little bit different now as um a lot of the younger folks that were uh affected by the shooting seem seem to be very adamant about taking this conversation to washington and being more proactive in their um in their uh oh god what's the word i'm looking for advocacy and, right. and and yeah and in their communities and stuff and and trying to hold representatives uh, accountable um for for what's going on with um the the sale and distribution of guns and you know the access access to firearms and that sort of thing um but, but yeah. that's a that's a whole other aspect of this debate that we don't necessarily need to get into um but as a result of this the 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 same old arguments are being trotted out you know after they've been dismissed years ago about video games causing real world violence it's it's very infuriating because again these are just such old tired arguments that like have no basis in reality or research or studies um so anyways a representative in rhode island wants to introduce legislation that would increase uh, or that would increase attacks or put tax rather on violent video games Um, So this is Robert uh, Nardolilo um, Mm -hmm. from Rhode Island. Um, So basically any game that has an ESRB rating of mature uh, would be taxed higher than other games. Um, And then he says that this tax would then be used to increase mental health and counseling resources in schools. (laughs) Um, So this is kind of, again, somewhat silly. Um, I... (laughs) I don't know. I, I think we should just like talk about like the, the 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 other stuff that that Trump was talking about because so the, this this legislator this legislator in Rhode Island is proposing this at the same time that President Trump um, basically said that you know oh hey we, we need something to blame so let's blame video games uh-huh. that's that's my editorializing uh, I'll actually quote um, the uh, fuck this the president it's it's hard to say that sometimes. It is. Um, so he says, quote, uh, we have to do something about maybe what they're seeing and how they're seeing it. Fuck the grammar on this dude, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We have to do something about maybe what they're seeing and how they're seeing it. And also video games. Uh, I'm hearing more and more people say the level of violence on video games is really shaping young people's thoughts. Um. Um, <clears throat> so I think one of the things that's most frustrating there is the fact that like again none of that is based in um actual fact it's just like again sort of hearsay it's just like oh what what do we point the finger at oh let's point it at violent media yeah this violent media that we don't necessarily understand so what did you think about all this news um sort of stemming off of this this most recent uh shooting tragedy
1: it's heartbreaking that this is happening again and instead of trying to nip the butt at the source which is How do I put this in countries where guns aren't readily available? These kind of things are don't happen. Yeah. And so for them to be like, oh, you know what the problem is? It's not that there's guns everywhere. It's that they're video games with guns in them. So if we stop the video games with guns in them, then kids won't want to shoot other people. Like that's nonsense. It's complete
0: nonsense. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think the the example that is always uh, talked about is Australia, right? Um, Australia yeah. ha- had a, a tragic mass shooting. I think it was in the eighties, um, and then they decided to crack down on gun ownership, and basically they rounded up as many guns as they could. They mm-hmm. had um, turn in programs where they were collecting as many firearms as they could, and they destroyed them all. Um, granted, you can still access firearms in Australia. But the, nowhere near to the point that you were able to years ago. And since yeah. then, they haven't had any mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, so do I think something similar could happen in the U.S.? Like, no. I think just the the number of firearms that are in homes in, in America is just – it's – to to arm that population, I think, is an almost impossible task. But, like
1: – I just can't see it happening. Yeah. I don't know how they
0: would do it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, you know, what – what um, gun control advocates are always calling for is just making access to fire, like future purchases of firearms that more difficult for people that that suffer from mental health issues from people who have criminal uh, backgrounds and, and, and and that sort of thing. Yeah. But again, yeah, this argument about like, Oh, it's the video games that, that are making them violent. It's, it's, you know, these arguments go back to like, even before Columbine, right? Where it was like, they listen to Marilyn Manson, they play doom. So they, that, this is why they shot up their school. Um, and again, like, if you look at the research and the studies, more often than not, violent games, you know, playing violent games does not make a person violent. No. Um, I think the, the only thing that they have been able to show is that it might lead to um, higher levels of aggression, but never, like, a, a violence that is acted out.
1: I read those high levels of aggression immediately after playing the game, but then it dissipates back to the mean, the normal, mm-hmm. like, shortly after.
0: Yeah. Because uh, I think for a lot of people, like, the, that sort of performative violence is like an outlet, right? It's kind of like hitting a punching bag for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of work out your frustrations and then you go back with your, you know, go back to your life. Um, and, and, yeah, again, like, you know, they've done these studies with, with TV as well um you know it's not sort of um monkey see monkey do like i i i rob a bank in grand theft auto so i'm gonna go rob a bank in real life you know mm-hmm. that's that's not necessarily the case and again like all i i wanted to say like this shit was debunked fucking decades ago and the fact that 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 like you have people who are fear-mongering and still talking about this shit now is so disheartening
1: it is but i mean things getting de- with the way the infor- there's just so much information. <laughs> Uh, out there in the world now so it's hard to discern what is good information versus what is bad information Mm -hmm. I think like, I don't have any kids but I think uh, trying to teach them critical thinking skills will be pretty important because there's a lot of noise out there and a lot of it is nonsense
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and and this is very much uh, you know we're, we're living in a time where people discredit media outlets you know people discredit Outlets that have done good reporting for decades, um, but yet use some random Facebook post as like comparable in terms of trustworthiness to something like CNN, right, or like the BBC, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's kind of laughable, and it's sort of like you know this is a larger discussion that sort of led to the state of the world and yeah. the, the the election of Trump himself, and and just like this whole quote fake news nonsense. Um, and yeah, critical thinking skills are definitely important. You know, being able to separate reality uh-huh. from, from um, you know, fantasy or fantasy violence, I think is super important or what's real and what's not. Yeah. But yeah, uh, again, um, I really wish the emphasis was on uh, ease of access to weapons and, you know, accountability and uh, access to mental health care. And even, you know, education for younger folks. And this, oh, man, this, this, there's, there's so much to talk about here. Um, I don't know. Did you have any other thoughts about, like, how this argument always keeps getting trotted out every time something like this happens?
2: It's just always the
1: new stuff. Back in the, oh, I don't know what year it was, but they used to blame comic books mm-hmm. for this, for violence that kids were perpetrating. Yeah. And then they wanted to blame, you know, uh, movies. And now video games. And, you know, in like 10, 20 years, if there's some, something new, they're going to blame that. They're like, oh, this VR is too real. We have to ban kids from playing VR games. Mm-hmm. I wonder, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, might be, I might be on the, uh, the parent-teacher group that's being like, yes, we need to ban VR games. It's too realistic. <laughs> kids are like, that might be me. Yeah. In yeah. 20 years. Who knows? But it is just, it's a, is it a straw man? Is that the right one? No, not a straw man. I forget which argument, false argument it is, but it's not true. It's just, there's no evidence to show that it's true.
0: Mm. And again, like it's, it's, you mentioned this earlier, but it's like almost laughable that this argument is, is, is presented in the U S after a tragedy like this, when you can play these games like anywhere else on the planet, you know, and they have millions of players everywhere else on the planet. But you don't mm-hmm. you don't have the level of mass shootings that you do in the United States, and that is very much, I think, um, a result of gun culture and the lack of accountability on gun owners and uh, that sort of thing, and and again, just ease of access to weapons. Um, yeah, I think another another issue here is is I've seen a lot of discussion about toxic masculinity and like how we fail at teaching boys and young men how they need to lead lead their lives and like what it means to be a man and like because very often in popular media we have this idea of like oh this is this is the shining example of like what man manliness is and like if you are not afforded these things in your life you have been like stripped of your manhood and you need to take it back and sometimes take it back with violence right Um, And I think that is a myth that is perpetrated by popular media. And again, that is sad that we have failed young men in that regard. Agreed. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just
2: being a human is hard. Mm -hmm. Being a young man is hard. Being a young woman is hard. And it's just,
1: there's so many shitty people putting shitty ideas into other people's heads. I don't even know what I'm saying, to be honest. (laughs) I'm just like stuck in a loop thinking about how everything sucks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Very true. Um, again, I think the blaming depictions of violence in media, whether that is in movies or television or video games for violence committed in the real world is a bad argument. Yeah. We can have discussions about like, is media too violent? Like, I think that's a very reasonable discussion to have because we were just saying like, we have no problem showing, you know, just brutal violence in in movies and television but you know you see a nipple or you see like a couple having consensual sex it's just like oh we get we that's that's too much for the children um <laughs> like i was um i, I can't remember what, what i was watching but it was like some pg movie you know pg or pg 13 and like mm-hmm. someone was murdered in like a brutally violent way and i was just like oh fuck like i felt that i was just, like oh that i'm uncomfortable with this but like yeah at the same time, I was thinking, I was like, this movie is marketed to people that are younger than me, like, like you know, kids. And I was a little bit off-put by that. Um, so anyways, we can have those discussions. But to say that, like, because I play Counter-Strike or because I play Doom, like, I'm going to go and perform that out in the real world, I think is is ludicrous. And it's been debunked so many times that it's it's very tiring to hear that again and again from politicians that are uh-huh. not informed um on the issue.
2: Yeah. <sighs> I don't have much to say about
0: yeah, all this it's, stuff. It's, just, it's, it's it's frustrating. It is. Yeah. Um anyway, anyway, I think that is probably enough serious news for the week. Um do we want to move into some non-gaming recommendations that we can give to the folks?
1: For sure, for sure. Definitely.
0: Uh what do you want to recommend to to everyone at home listening in their cars, vacuuming their floors?
1: <laughs> Walking their dogs. I don't know why I said
0: that. Um, I've been
1: watching Netflix. On Netflix, I've been watching Altered Carbon. Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, this is a book that I had picked up from my local public library and never got around to reading it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I took the book back. And then like a month later, it was on Netflix. I'm like, Perfect. (laughs) I can watch it instead of reading it. Nice, nice. I think maybe I heard that it was going to be made into a show and then I'm like, I should read the book. Yeah. But then I never got around to it. Prince is dead. Public libraries are dead. You know what? I read an article from an author. Basically, what the author was trying to say is that he has forgotten how to read. Mm -hmm. He knows how, he still knows how to read. He can still read, but he's forgotten how to sit down with a book and just read Just read it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. that, That is something I can easily relate to now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. That used to be something I did for fun. I used mm-hmm. to be like, "Oh, I can't wait to sit and read my book," and I would like I'd be in bed with my lamp on, reading until I fell asleep, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now, reading one chapter of a book is torturous.
0: I'm like, yeah, this is so sure. tedious. I've I've been trying to get through the last book in the um, uh, the Dark Tower series for like two fucking years. <laughs> like it's brutal. It's been sitting there on like my e-reader next yeah. to my bed. And I'm yeah. just like, I just don't make the time for it. You know, um, I would, I would love for you to send me that. Cause I, 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 wouldn't mind checking it out. Uh, the book, the, the article that that guy wrote. Oh
1: yeah. I'll try to find it.
0: Yeah. Um, but I was being facetious earlier, folks, please support your local public libraries. They're <clears throat> very valuable, important institutions for our, for our communities. Um, so yeah, tell me about altered carbon cause I've only watched a couple of episodes. Um, but, uh, what's it all about? What's, what's the big hook?
1: It's a sci-fi world where there is pseudo-immortality. And what I mean by that is that there's things called stacks that are installed into your spine. They're basically discs, mini discs, and they record all your experiences, all your memories, your personality, all that kind of stuff. So,
0: it's like a a Sony mini disc player from the 90s? Yeah, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) And it gets installed into your spine, I guess, at birth. And then uh, all that's who
1: you are. Like, your physical body what is what they call a sleeve. Mm-hmm. And physical body doesn't matter so much because, you know, you can live to be 300 years old but you don't want a 300 year old body aka right. sleeve. So, you just take that chip, that stack and put it into a different body. Right. And then you continue living. So, obviously, rich people have better bodies
2: mm-hmm.
1: and poor people have uh, less great bodies. Like, for example, <laughs> This I won't consider this a spoiler because this is, like, the first five minutes of episode one where there's a little girl, like, a seven-year-old girl who was, like, killed in a car accident. Quote, unquote, Mm -hmm. her body was destroyed. And they put her stack into that of, like, a 70-year-old woman because that's the only body that was available. Right. And that's really shitty because her parents didn't have enough money to buy her, like, a brand new body. Right. So stuff like that is kind of interesting seeing there's also certain characters who are playing like, yeah, this is technically the same person, but they're in a different person's body so I'm like looking at this person as if it's the same character, but I'm like, oh, technically this is a different actor. There's one specific guy who goes from being like a Mexican lady into being a Russian man and I'm like, just because people are using his body, and I'm like, this dude's a great actor. Just <laughs> oh, like, wow. bravo. Wow, I was really impressed with his accents and just like how yeah. his mannerisms changed. I'm like, I could easily tell that even though it was the same body is different stacks in his body. I'm like, wow, well mm-hmm. done, sir. Well done.
0: Yeah. It, it sounds really, really cool. And uh, again, I think it raises a lot of interesting questions about, you know, just the, the, the human experience and what it would mean to live life in a different shell, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, as all good sci-fi does, I think it, it asks interesting questions about our lived experiences, you know, now moment to moment. I think it mm-hmm. also raises interesting questions about, like, race and sexuality, because, like, like, the main character, uh, you know, in a lot of flashbacks, or in the first couple of episodes, or at least from what I've seen, he's, like, this big white dude, you know? And in all the yeah. flashbacks, he's presented as an Asian guy. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. so, 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 again, just that, that notion of, like, identity and culture, it, it seems, like, very fluid in, in this future that they, that they present. Um, so, it seems kind of cool.
1: It is really cool. I've, I've been enjoying it. I've been basically binging it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my girlfriend is all like, why are you watching this show with so many naked girls in it, a lot of nudity. <laughs> I'm like, it's not, it's just that every time you look at the TV,
0: there's naked people. I swear, it's only when you're, when you're here. <laughs> it is, that's what it feels like. Awesome. Um, so, uh, I went and saw probably the movie that everyone's talking about this week, um, yesterday. And that is, of course, Black Panther.
1: Never heard of it. Uh,
0: from the folks over at Marvel, uh, Disney, small little fledgling company. <laughs> um, but yeah, Black Panther is really fucking good. Um, I was a little bit hesitant because there's been so much positive buzz around the movie, uh, and so much hype, uh, you know, mm-hmm. that sometimes I find things get hyped up so much and then I go and I'm like, yeah, that was fine. Yeah. But I really, really dug it. Um, I thought it was kind of a cool departure from some of the stuff that Marvel has done in the past. And it was just really interesting to see, you know, just to to be frank, like an African story told in like a triple A blockbuster fashion, you know? Yeah. Um, Because I can't think of anything that has been done in that same way. They also weren't safe with that movie either. Like, they straight up, like, head-on talk about, like, colonialism and, mm-hmm. like, the black experience, uh, you know, in America and the rest of the world and how it's, without getting into spoilers, like, it's just very interesting how they try and tackle all of that. Yeah. And I think it's one of the first times that Marvel has had a very sympathetic villain. This is Marvel's best villain as far as I'm concerned.
1: That's
2: all.
0: Yeah, because it's one thing to be like, oh, this is an evil AI that's like a reflection of Tony Stark's insecurities in Ultron mm-hmm. or whatever. Or uh, Loki, he just wants to get more power because, you know, he's he feels spited and he wants more power. Whereas with Killmonger in, in, in Black Panther, you understand every every step of the way why he is doing what he is doing. And you're like, you feel sympathy for him and you're just like you're kind of not sure who you want to win um but it's it's yeah it's really really well done i don't know what what did you think about the movie when you uh when you saw it
1: i thought it was really good um i agree killmonger is a great villain i f- he was a sympathetic villain he was doing bad things but mm-hmm. i understood completely where he was coming from I, yeah. it wasn't just like this nebulous idea of like I want to rule the world or yeah. I want to destroy the world he yeah. had his reasons you understood his reasons and I think the most powerful scene in the movie
0: is uh, between Killmonger and his father for sure yeah yeah, that was really 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 powerful um, I don't know if that's a
1: spoiler because I, I was like, so. hesitant to say that but like for me that was the most powerful scene in the whole yeah. movie
0: but like, in just talking about it very generally again without spoiling anything I think in that scene specifically you can kind of see sort of his father's... You understand why his father was radicalized the way he was, and you can sort of see disappointment that the father has because all of that has now been reflected in his son, Mm -hmm. you know? But yeah, very, very emotional. Very, very powerful stuff. It was. Mm -hmm. Uh, My girlfriend teared up. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, the thing that
1: made her tear up was the villain, not the Mm -hmm. protagonist. And also... I thought, which I don't, I mean, they are talking, I, I am seeing articles about this, but it's not really the main focus of what a lot of people are talking about. Great, strong female characters with yes. who are not dependent on male characters in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I really liked seeing that. I loved seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, top to bottom, like, I was a little bit hesitant. Like, the, I, I think my only critique is, like, the movie kind of starts slow, um, and I wasn't sure where they were. Going with a lot of things yeah but by the time they hit the second act i was just like okay i'm fucking on board and like he's like i definitely got choked up at a few scenes uh like you were saying um especially the stuff with uh killmonger at the end again no spoilers but with killmonger at the end where he's talking to Ch- t'challa uh when the sunrise is happening mm-hmm. i was just like oh
1: my fucking god I
0: was, <laughs> it was yeah it was emotional stuff i i yeah. was 100 on board
1: i like it. it was also funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Andy Serkis was great. Mm-hmm. He's a really good actor. Like, I mean, we know that from his CGI stuff, his motion yeah. capture stuff, but like just seeing him in the flesh, I'm like, this dude's a really good actor. He <laughs> should be Andy Serkis in more films. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, yeah. oh, it's so hard to like
0: talk about it without not talking about it. Okay. Uh, do you do you do you want to do like a, a spoiler talk after the show? Ah, uh, I I can't today, but okay, we could do another one time later. Yeah, another time. We'll have a, a yeah. spoiler spoiler cross about Black Panther later um but yeah terrific stuff um highly recommend it mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that's going to do it for us this week just so that was great to have you back on the show
1: no problem no problem
0: love being here um so folks if you want to discuss the podcast and weigh in on some of the news uh, i know it was a little bit heavy this week uh, but you can check out the podcast discussion channel on the shelve games discord server you can also send us email shelvegames at gmail.com or find the podcast podcast. at shelfgames.com/podcast uh, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, Apple podcasts, Google play, you can find us there. We're on Twitter at shelf games. I'm at John underscore tab. And of course we're also on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Just search for Shelved games. Music for the show is by Zed Ion, who you can find on SoundCloud. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it for us today. Um, hopefully I'm going to do some more streams this week. I've been a bit busy with school. Uh, but like I was saying earlier, I want to get back to Subnautica and, uh, play some more stuff. Uh, maybe some Stellaris. I've been hearing good things about that game as well. Uh, But yeah, thanks again, Shisuo. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, no problem. And um, that's it for us this week, folks. And we will hopefully catch you next time. So until then, go grab a game off the shelf because you never know what you're gonna find.
1: Hey, this week I hit 100 games. I didn't even realize.
0: Oh nice. Cuz
1: I picked up some games today and or not today, yesterday and I'm at 100 games on Steam.
0: Perfect. You are a uh, a prime example of of a terrific consumer and <laughs> you apparently love capitalism.
1: <laughs> I don't like honestly I haven't played 90%
0: of these games. Oh yeah, for sure.